Welcome to TSO Consulting Group's DEI podcast series, Why Is It So Hard? Shining Through the Shadow of Resistance. I'm Dr. Tanya Breland. And I am Erica Lee. back welcome yes i'm erica <laughs> and i'm tanya we, we flipped the script on you a little yeah, bit there. we did yes we did <laughs> this is our podcast as many of you know why is it so hard shining through the shadows of resistance and in our podcast what we really try to do is just talk about issues that prevent us from being socially just and free the goal is for us to be the change we want to see in a society where you know we've addressed successfully addressed marginalization discrimination and oppression of all forms yeah and so today our topic is drum roll please <laughs> why ignoring, ignoring race <laughs> does more harm than, than good. good so we're going to talk about something that has a name that many of you have heard of and may not think is actually a problem. Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. I often hear people say, well, didn't Martin Luther King Jr. say not to judge you know, people by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character? Yes, he did say that. Mm -hmm. However, people take that and they misconstrue it and misuse it yeah. in a way that validates not having to see someone's race. Yeah. Another way you might hear this is, and we hear this a lot when we present on diversity, equity, or inclusion of some kind, people will say to us, I don't see color. Mm -hmm. I don't see color. You know, I see a well-dressed woman in front of us, you know, or, you know, I don't, I don't see color. Yeah. And, you know, that's a bit of a challenge for us, to be quite honest. It is a bit yeah. of a challenge. You see, this whole concept of colorblindness really came about as, like, there was, a, there was an intention behind it that was, you know, really supposedly good. Right. You know, yeah. and it, it, the intention was, you know, if you just, you know, see people according to people and not make distinctions, you yeah. know, and th this whole concept of we live in a melting pot, which essentially is everybody like mm -hmm. comes here and they assimilate, if you will, which is a whole nother concept and conversation. <laughs> and, you know, we just all become one. one and we do the same things and we live the same way and we have the same experiences and we speak the same language. Right. And we have the same perspectives. Right. And, and, and so if you see somebody's color, then that's going to be a problem. Right. Fully ignoring the fact that you absolutely see our color. Okay. <laughs> so you can't play like you don't see us. Yeah. I know when I walk into a room, you see a black woman. Absolutely. Period. Like Absolutely. I know that. Yeah. So you can't pretend like you didn't notice. I didn't notice you were black, Erica. I had no idea. Oh my gosh, you are? I don't know why you wouldn't notice that. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you know, because I am clearly a woman of color, right? clearly. But I think, I think it's interesting, you know, what you said about sort of the genesis of this. I think maybe it was in a good place, right? The idea that 
we, I, I try to treat people the same regardless. Mm -hmm. and, and while that is noble, the truth is, is that people have differences. That's right. People have differences. So well, let's talk about that for a minute. Yeah, yeah. We have we have differences, and so to not notice the difference. So so me being African American, like my my skin color, um, you know, my culture, the way I speak, my hair texture is very much a part of me. Right. It's very much a part of me. So if you don't see that, then you don't see me. You actually I say that can't all the time. see me, because that is a part of who Erica is right. right right and so to say that I don't see color is actually a refusal if that is true and it's not it's not <laughs> um, but it's actually a refusal to see you know what may be a difference between you and me even if you are African-American and you say I don't see color like there are differences between you know the way I present as African-American and the way you might present as African-American sure and so to not see that like there's I for me there's real value right in being black and being African-American absolutely there's real value right. in my skin color and my hair texture there's value there mm -hmm. and so to say like I don't see that it really does say like I don't value something that's really important to you right or or, or a really important part yeah, of you, yeah, a part of yes, who you are. are I don't right. value that. I don't see it means that it doesn't exist yeah, to me. You right. know, right. Um, it's kind of like um, <laughs> on, I think this was, I think it was Shark Tank. Uh, so there was, I can't remember all of the names of the, of the people that were in Shark Tank and I haven't watched it in a long time, but I would watch it like pretty religiously years ago. And one of the guys on there, if the people rejected his offer, he would say when they walk out, you're dead to me, mm. you know, <laughs> and so you're dead to me. Mm -hmm. and, and really, it's almost like saying that this part of who we are, that we identify as and that we value mm. as, as part of, you know, what makes us Tanya and Erica is, you know, like dead to someone yes, else. Yes. You know, yeah. it's like kind of like that that, you know, like your race is dead to me. Yeah. And that and I and I know that's not necessarily people's intention when they talk about um, they don't see race, but really that's kind of what it's all about. And and I want to talk about this difference piece for a minute. So society has um, great value or greatly values sameness yeah commonality you know it's like if we can just find the things that make us the same that unite us and bring us together right then yes. it's kumbaya yes yes <laughs> and i can see the human in you and right. you can see the human right. in me right and, and we, we can, can just get along that's right and not have any problems we'll have whatsoever any problem. that's what society needs more right. of right 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 they they think that that's that's the way to go. Yeah. And we're here to push back on that narrative yeah. because we believe that seeing the differences in one another is what brings out value. That's right. Long gone are the days of feeling like we have to fit in. That's right. You know, now we should be in a place where we are able to belong based upon our differences, That's right. not what's the same That's about right. us. That's so right. we often talk about that when we go out and, and train. Yeah. You know, we, we even try to help people to understand the uniqueness and the differences that lie in people. Yeah. Um, because the truth is, none of us are the same fully. That's right. You know, we share 
many commonalities, but there are aspects of your personality mm -hmm. that are vastly different from aspects of my personality. Right. There are talents that you have that I don't have and vice versa. And I celebrate that in you, mm -hmm. you know? And yeah. I, I want that to be um, seen in you because that's part of what makes you you. Sure. The differences that sure. you have. And I, I think really seeking to find the commonalities actually for me is almost a, it's a bit egocentric, isn't it? So mm. if I'm only right, looking- Right, what lens are that's we using? Right, that's right, if I'm right. only looking for what I see of myself in you, that means I'm only looking for myself. That's good, right? that's good. I'm yeah. only looking for myself. And yeah. so if I can actually really appreciate the difference, mm -hmm. right, in right. that we have, like, first of all, I can learn something, right? But then I can appreciate what somebody else has that I don't have right. and be fully okay right. with, like you said, their talents and their gifts that I don't, that I don't possess. But if I go around looking for those commonalities and I'm looking for myself, it's a really kind of egocentric lens to right. operate in. And it's, it's also, we, we call that term centering. Yeah. You know, like something is centered around you. Yeah. Like you don't ever want to be the center of attention, mm -hmm. or at least we grew up thinking mm -hmm. that you don't want to be the center of attention. Yeah, you, right. don't, you don't want that. Right. Um, because that wasn't viewed as something positive. Yet, what we see when someone says to us that, I don't see your color, yeah. and I have had that told to me I know. this year even. Mm -hmm. I mean, not we're not talking like when I was a kid. Right. I mean, this year it's yeah. been said to me multiple times, mm -hmm. like, I don't even see your color. See, I, I said, well, color. then you don't see something that's, that's right. really very much valued in me. That's right. They can see the I, my identity as a woman, mm -hmm. you know, but they can't see my identity mm -hmm. as a black mm -hmm. person. Mm -hmm. Like. Come on, right? Like you know, like yeah. so. What are what are you really centering here? Yeah, you know, like my right. blackness is very much a part of who I am, and I am proud to be a black woman. Right, because as a young child, my parents instilled mm -hmm. the pride in 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 um, in who I am mm -hmm. as a black person, and so that needs to be valued. Yeah, you know, not centered, not not. Um, how you see me is centered around how you see yourself. Sure. I, I wonder if some of the color blindness in terms of um, claiming not to see race or claiming not to see differences, I wonder if some of that is a, it comes from people just not really being comfortable. Yes. So yes. Um, years ago, there was a, um, I think I've shared with you before, there was a, a Murphy Brown episode. I used to watch Murphy Brown a lot. And there was a Murphy Brown episode. And um, there was like a, a uh, a boss, uh, uh, I forget, maybe a managing director. Or he he came in and he was he was African American, he was a really tall African American man, and and the and the crew did not necessarily like him, mm -hmm. and so they kept saying things like, um, "Well, it's it's not because he's black, but I just think <laughs> that he is, you know, uh, and 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 it, yeah, it's not because he's black." They kept whispering "black," right, like it was right. just. The funniest like thing, it was a secret. right? Like it was a secret, you know. And so um, I think eventually he came in and 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 said, made some announcement about being black, and everybody was like, you know. But I think sometimes it's people don't have the language, mm -hmm. they don't have the language to talk about race, and because of that, they don't want to even say it. Right. They don't even want to say it. They don't even really want to acknowledge that it is a part of the world, right. really, right. or at least what's happening now in their in their circle and. 
and I and I do wonder about that language piece. Mm -hmm, like it's mm -hmm. I'm just not comfortable with it, so I don't want to say it mm -hmm. because I don't want to say the wrong thing. Right. We hear right. that a lot. Right. We hear we, that we a can't lot. Say, we can't say that. Yes. Like you know, like oh, that's a, that's a black person. Yeah. Yeah. Like, right. You can say it. I'm black. <laughs> I know I'm black. Right. I'm black. Right. You know. So, right. It's right. not a secret, you know, right. and it's okay. Yeah. Um, and, and I I think it's I think it's what we do with. Um, the the idea of somebody being black so right. so are you ascribing certain attributes that's it right are you ascribing certain attributes and i think even that i think people realize maybe they realize okay there's something wrong with that i don't know what to do with that i'm not sure how to address it so i'm just not going to deal with color at all right yeah right, right yeah mm -hmm. and and we so, so society ugh. Let me okay. say this again. <laughs> Society has also conditioned people to not be comfortable yeah. bringing up race. That's right. mm -hmm. So, you know, it's taboo to bring up race. Yeah. It's like, you know, here are the things you don't talk about in polite company. Mm -hmm. You don't talk about politics. You don't talk about religion. You don't talk about money. And you don't talk, talk about, about race. race. That's right. Just... Yeah. Those don't. Are my top four too. <laughs> yeah, that's what, yeah. You don't do right. that. And if yeah. you talk about it, people are going to Yeah. They're going to eventually walk away. Yes. Because yes. because and you risk your social capital. Yes. Right? You risk yes. your social capital when you talk about these topics and you know, which is unfortunate because it one I don't know if you realize this, but we're living in a pretty divided society and people are divided along those very lines. Those, those lines. Mm -hmm. And so when we don't talk about it, we perpetuate the division. Right. Right. Yeah. We perpetuate it. We just we we, we maintain the status quo. Right. Right. Yeah. right. Yeah. And then think about children. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if we can't talk about race when children are coming through school and, you know, they, you know, are in our state, 60 percent of the students in the school system are students of That's color. Right. That's right. And if all of their teachers have been conditioned because 82, 83 yeah. percent of teachers mm -hmm. are white, mm -hmm. so if they've been conditioned that race is impolite, to talk about race yeah. is impolite, then what are they doing? What's the harm that's being done to the children of color who are coming through their classrooms? And how can I ever appreciate anyone's differences Right. if I'm not taught to appreciate and value and discuss it. Right. How can I ever get to the point where I don't feel like, you know, I don't want to say the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. How can I get to the place where I say the right thing mm -hmm. and feel confident about, right. you know, making friendships and differences? Right. How can I ever get to that place right. if we don't teach them when they're young? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because ultimately it's sending a message of, you know, I don't value you and yeah. I don't value that part of your identity. Sure. And as a young child, that young child receives that. Yeah. You know, representation matters, sure. um, and it also matters in the conversation. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we know that there are more and more books and, and resources that are available that, um, that show students themselves, you know, and there are schools that are on top of that, you know, that are doing a really good job ensuring that they have libraries that are representative of their diverse student bodies. Yeah. Um, and, you know, in those cases, you know, kudos to those school districts. Yeah. But we also know that 
if it's something that a teacher can't talk about mm -hmm. or feels uncomfortable talking mm -hmm. about because of how they've been socialized yeah. or because it has they're not given permission sure. to have these conversations, sure. then there's going to be harm that comes to that child yeah. because there's a part of them that is going to be either erased yeah. or just devalued or mm -hmm. ignored and not valued. And what does that do to a child's self-esteem, their self-concept? Mm -hmm. You know, do they begin to think, well, so they're, they're, that's where this whole um, concept where like there's self erasure that occurs mm -hmm. with children where they're like, well, mm -hmm. I'm not accepted as, you know, a person of color. Sure. And so maybe I need to try to assimilate to be more like, you know, who is accepted. Mm -hmm. And if I, you know, try to be more white or, you know, and that, that even, even saying that is controversial, yeah. Yes. you yes. know, but we it know is. that there, there's a faction of society that feels that they have to prove that they, they can be, it, you know, white enough to be accepted, mm -hmm. if you will, yeah. or white-like, if you will. It's funny, it reminds me of, um, I think we read a piece, I think it came out of NACI, right? And mm -hmm. they were talking about... Yes. Um, uh, NACI is the National Association for uh, the Education, children, of, education young of Young Children. Right. And so they were talking about culturally responsive classrooms. And one of the things, that it, it always kind of sticks out, they were talking about stations. In, mm -hmm. a, in a classroom. And I think um, there is a book about, um, about hair, about, um, for, about black girl's hair, and I can't remember the name of it. But one of the things the teacher did was there were like dolls and opportunities for kids to explore with different hair textures, right? Mm -hmm. How awesome is that? That was awesome. Because I don't know that, you know, as a black girl, I ever saw my hair texture represented in any part of the K-12 experience, yeah. right? Yeah. So imagine now, you know, these, you know, African-American children, but also Hispanic children and white children really being able to um, touch and and talk about and and even manipulate mm -hmm. like different textures of hair. Mm -hmm. What a great space for conversation mm -hmm. and what a great space for um, differences, right? right? Appreciating right. differences and honoring differences. Yeah. Yeah. But that was just so wonderful. So there are ways to do it. There are spaces where we can just honor the difference mm -hmm. and learn how to value um, and just learn about you know what other people experience and what other people how other people live right but i think if we continue to go through like you know this life of i don't see color and i and i'm looking for the sameness i'm looking for you know what other people have that i have i think we miss the mm -hmm. beauty of that that mm -hmm. that tapestry of difference mm -hmm. and it's almost like you you now have created a wall around yeah. you mm -hmm. you know and Last time I checked, walls divide. So, you know, mm -hmm. you think about a house, you know, you put up a wall, it divides right. a room. That's so, right. you know, right. you've got distinct rooms based because of a wall. And when we think about a wall around a person, mm -hmm. if that wall is up, then it's, then you don't have to like, um, you, you can keep this divide between you, right. you know, because as long as I don't have to see you mm -hmm. for who all of who you are, then we're gonna always be divided. That's right. That's right. You know, That's always. Right. always. That's just how it's gonna be. Always. And always. and sadly, I think people think that if they don't talk about color, then it makes them less um, uh, less um, biased. Mm -hmm. You know, and there was there was a study with the um, that was published in the Journal of Personality and, mm -hmm. and Social Psychology, mm -hmm. and it found that people um, who espoused colorblind beliefs 
were more likely, not less likely, to um, to exhibit implicit bias. Mm. So now we've talked about bias a couple times. Um, you know, rather than people who acknowledged yeah. it. You know, so it was, it, there's really a, a big difference. So when we ignore race, we essentially can reinforce yes. certain biases. I mean, that makes sense, right? If you ignore any illness, it gets worse, right? If you ignore yes. anything, it gets worse. And so if we ignore mm -hmm. our bias, it's gonna get worse. If it we is. never talk about it, it's going to get worse. It's gonna right. be reinforced, right. Right? right? And everything, the lens that we have is going to reinforce whatever our bias notions are. Right. Like, that's just what happens. Right. And so by not talking about it and not acknowledging, you know, I, I can remember having a conversation with a, with, a, with a white friend and her just saying like, just asking me, because we were in a safe space, her just asking me about black people. Hmm. And I said, okay, so I'm not every black person, but I can tell you my experience, mm -hmm. right? And that was fair, right? That was a- Sure. And we were just able to right, have- Because first of all, no race or ethnicity is a monolith. monolith. Right. So that's right. That's we right. We need to know that that's right, right up front. So just because you talk to me and mm -hmm. I tell you my experience, mm -hmm. it's not necessarily the same as Erica's experience. That's right. It's not necessarily the same as the next person's experience. That's right. Even though, you know, and she asked me everything from like hair to food. Like I've always wanted to know. I've always wanted to know. What a great conversation that was. Yeah, I can what imagine. What a great conversation, you know. But again, we talked about this in a previous podcast, but relationship matters. Yes, it does. Relationship matters. Mm -hmm. um, and so does, you know, the space where we can safely talk about these things, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. That matters. But relationship is huge, mm -hmm. you know. And I think I would start in the space of good relationships. In fact, you know, if you have a friend or, you know, a coworker or a colleague that is of a, you know, a, a different race or different culture or, you know, speaks a different language, like have a conversation. Mm -hmm about the difference, mm -hmm. have a conversation about the difference. And sometimes it starts with food, right? Yeah. right. So it's lunchtime, it's non-threatening. It's non-threatening. Yeah. And and people aren't afraid to like, that's right. you know, try something that's right. different that's in terms right. of food. That's yeah. right, but start in a space that you feel, you know, is safe and it's okay to ask questions. Right. I right. think it's okay to ask questions in spaces where there's relationship right. and, 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 and safety in that relationship. Right, because when there's not that relationship, it, um, it could seem judgmental. Yes. Um, it could be misconstrued. Yes, right. Um, right. You know, it could be the kind of um, uh, interaction mm -hmm. that's very s stressful. Yes, absolutely. You know? and, and, and just misunderstood, right. right? So you might be trying to really find out about you know, what's different about their experience from yours. And like you said, it, it just may not be taken very well. So our recommendation is, mm -hmm. you know, start with a friend, start with somebody you know, start with somebody where there's relationship. And if there isn't, but you might have to develop a relationship. You might have to develop a relationship. Outside of yes. your culture and outside yes. of your race and ethnicity. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. If you, if there isn't, <laughs> if you don't, if your if your circle is not diverse, yes, right, then yes, you might have to develop that um, in in some ways. Um, I always think about work, but 
I think there are plenty of places where work is not diverse, so. Right, right. <laughs> you know, yeah. yeah. That's true. But I mean, really sort of, but you know, you, um, you find what you're looking for. So if you're, you know, looking for, you know, diversity in your, in your circle and in your, um, in your, your, your day-to-day -day routine and, and operations, you, you should be able to find it. Yeah. We've, um, we've asked people in training sessions to write down their top 10 closest people um, that they, that are, that's in their world, yes, that they yes, care about yeah. deeply, and mm -hmm. that, that, that they're um, comfortable sharing, yeah. you know, secrets with, mm -hmm. if you will. I mean, mm -hmm. not secrets, but, you know, yeah. um, personal things mm -hmm. with. And, you know, they'll, they'll write their list. You know, who are those, who are those top 10 people mm -hmm. that are, you know, that you, you know, feel are really close to you? And so now write down their, um, how many of them share, what was it? So I many, think we had them write down their race. Right, what's the race of all the, the people. gender. Yep. I think there was Their religion, education. Their education, mm -hmm. yes. Mm -hmm. And their religion, yeah. right. And so if you were to make your list of your top 10, you know, people that you and feel closest to. And we encourage you to do that. To, mm -hmm. You know, and then you look at who's on that list, you know, so, you know, uh, how many of them share the same ethnicity as you? How many of them don't? Um, or race? Or gender? Mm -hmm. Or um, religion? Or education? You know, whatever it is. Like, you know, look at that. That gives you some insight into who your circle is. Sure. And whether or not your circle is diverse. Mm -hmm. Now, there may be some of you that can do that, and you've got people of all walks in life, of life who you find yourself being particularly close to. Yes. Um, and I think that's great. Mm -hmm. um, but I think a lot of us may not have that yeah. on our list. Yeah. May not yeah. have that diversity on, it, on our list. And I think it's worth expanding, you know, the, the diversity. I think it's worth it. I think it's worth, you know, having people um, that you have access to that are different from mm -hmm. you, that have different perspectives and, and different experiences. Um, that's the only way we start to appreciate difference. Mm -hmm. That's the only way it's hard to appreciate. Now, we get no group, no group is a monolith, like right. we said. And there are certainly differences within your group. Yeah. But what we want to do is sort of be in this space where, you know, we're able to truly appreciate difference. And we do that by having those those diverse experiences right. and, and, and networks. Right. Yeah. Because when we don't do that, the harm yeah. that's done, mm -hmm. you know, people are isolated. Yeah. People may feel that they're not valued. People may feel like they don't belong. And they can't show up as their authentic selves. That's it. They can't That's it. bring the difference that they have in them that is really important and special and unique. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so if you find that people that are around you or even you don't want to see color, we highly recommend that you challenge them yeah. and challenge yourself if yeah. that's your issue. Mm -hmm. um, and that you begin to think about the value of seeing people yeah. for all of who they are yep. and all of how they identify mm -hmm. themselves. Sure. Because I think that that's where we begin to develop the kind of relationships. That's where we can break down these walls that yeah. exist in society. That's where that polarization that we have mm -hmm. could potentially like go away yeah. where you know we don't have large amounts of people on one end or the other 
um, but rather we have people who are able to unify based yeah. upon our differences because there's value that's right in our differences we said at the beginning of you know in, in our intro we usually uh, make a statement about the goal of our of our podcast and it is around disrupting systems but it's also around us being the change that we want to see in right. this in this space and right. that's a part of it right that's a that's a that's a big part of it and so we invite you to um, if you're if you've kind of realize that maybe your circle isn't diverse. Maybe you don't have, you know, this space where you have different perspectives. We invite you to um, join the effort, mm -hmm. right? And then let us know, you know, how did it go? We What's would love to hear. Like? Yeah. yeah, yeah. We would love to hear about your journey. We would love to hear about this um, this effort that you're that you're undertaking. Um, so let us know, and we look forward to hearing from you and seeing you in a um, in one of our. Um, later episodes. So yeah. I'm Erica. And I'm Tanya. And thank you for joining us. Thank you. Take care, everyone.